Welcome to the Real Estate Syndication Show. Whether you are a seasoned investor or building a new real estate business, this is the show for you. Whitney Sewell talks to top experts in the business. Our goal is to help you master real estate syndication. And now your host, Whitney Sewell. This is your daily real estate syndication show. I'm your host, Whitney Sewell. Today, we are focusing on some highlights from shows that help you to think through your mindset. I go back, I talk often about how mindset changed everything for me, how the military taught me to have that never give up mentality, that never give up mindset. And I hope you can gain that and at least get closer to that from these episodes today that are going to help teach you how others have done that as well. Our guest is Ketan Patel. Thanks for being on the show, Ketan. Thank you, Whitney. Very grateful to be on the show. Get us started a little bit by what was it that you uncovered in yourself or maybe a few things that we could talk about that most of the listeners are probably struggling with as well when we're you know, going through this real estate journey and building our business just like you have. Okay, great. So one thing we could talk about is limiting beliefs. Limiting beliefs are a huge roadblock to whatever you're trying to do in real estate, either finding a deal or finding a capital or somehow pull through a transaction. And oftentimes they are not visible. They are just running just like a background app consuming the power. So Let's talk about some limiting beliefs that you could have around raising capital. So on the surface, you might be asking yourself, well, you know, I'm promoting, I have blogs, I'm doing XYZ, I'm going to meetups. Why am I not really raising as much capital? If you really sit down with yourself and if you are aware, you will have something of the tune of, it could be anything. To give you my example, I was thinking years ago that, me bringing the people into the deal, I'm taking advantage of them because they are only getting 8% preferred return. Maybe they are looking for more. It was just my belief. Yours might be different flavor, but eventually what that would help, what that would do is it would block you to really go out there and connect with the individual if you just have a negative limiting belief. Or it could be something like, well, I'm new to the business. I don't have as much experience. What if this transaction fails? These are my friends and family. And then I would really feel uncomfortable in my social circle. And how would that impact a lot of people who are starting in the game, feel that limiting belief at play as well. I could relate to that, especially getting started in this business, trying to you know raise capital. I feel like you're not sure about yourself. You don't have much confidence. You know, we first start talking to investors. I know there's listeners that feel the same way. And so, you know, help us, I guess, to get past that a little bit as far as how do we change that thinking, that limiting belief and gain more confidence as far as you mentioned, like sit down with yourself and what does that look like and how do we do that? Sure. So the first step would be to take an inventory of what those actual limiting beliefs are. And sometimes for everybody, it's a different process. You want to pick an environment where you are creative, where you could just block off an hour and sit down with yourself. It could be a park, it could be a cafe, wherever it works best for you. And then you ask yourself the question, if you are already aware of them, you just jot them down. If not, you just try to ask yourself the question, what if there's no reason I could fail in this particular investment or this is really my life's work, or this is a very important thing I need to figure out. What are the deep down blocks? So you put a list, for example, you know, I'm taking advantage of 
the investors. That's just one limiting belief that we could use as an example, right? Then what we are doing is step two we are doing is is we are going to think of all the reference experiences in the past as well because the way this works is it's just like a table is supported by legs the same exact way your belief limiting belief would be supported by some reference experiences so try to see if you could find any reference experience from the past why are you feeling you are taking advantage have you done something in the past, real estate or non, where you felt that it didn't work out. And from somehow you took a meaning that you took advantage of the investors. So if you could think of some reference experiences, you could list those down as well. If not, it's okay. Then then the step two would be doing is think of the exact polar opposite of your limiting belief. So if your limiting belief is I'm taking advantage of them, we change it to I'm giving advantage to them. Now, what's going to happen is just consciously thinking of this is not going to sink it into your subconscious. We all know that. So now you need to create a list of good reference experiences that would really sink this in over the next period of a week or a month. So to give you an example, in my case, I'm giving advantage of them and my reference experiences for myself were some of these examples. Like I'm educating them on different investments for free. I'm not charging them money or anything like that. I'm helping them break their own fears related to investing and take a leap with me, which can potentially change their life as well. Who am I to decide what one eight or 10% investment could mean to them? Before I was thinking that, well, 8% seems very low or 9% seems a little low, but that's not my choice, right? I'm giving them advantage. I'm giving them the passive income. I'm helping them create the income. I'm being creative, providing them solutions. And it would be different for everybody based on, but just to give you an example. And then the more reference experiences you could come in with, you write it all down and you anchor it to your new limiting belief. And then what you do is anytime you're having an investor call or you're going to a meeting before that, you quickly review it. So your brain just gets a quick rush of the new, you know, neural connections. And before you know, this would be your routine. Nice. So we're changing our routine, which is, I'm sure, a good thing if we're having these limiting beliefs. And I can see too, like picking a creative environment or somewhere else that you're not sitting in the office, right? Or you're not sitting where, you know, your computer is probably or your phone and, you know, all these distractions that we live with every day somehow. But then you mentioned, we're going to think of references in the past that support this. And that's interesting, you know, think about why do I have this limiting belief? And then think of the polar opposite. It's a big mindset shift, isn't it? It's a mindset change. You know, help us to just change that mindset or, you know, really have a successful mindset. And how do you do that? Or how do you coach people in doing that? I know for myself, I mean, a mindset change was instrumental in just getting my real estate business started and really making it happen. But how do you coach others to do that? Or maybe some common things that people are struggling with? Sure. So when we talk about success psychology or success mindset, in my opinion, it boils down to two things. The first part is the 50% that we learn or model from people. So we could watch a YouTube video. We could see what has worked for somebody else that, you know, have a morning ritual or do X, Y, Z. And those are all good things for us to learn. 
The other 50% is very, very unique to you that unfortunately nobody could really teach it to you. I cannot figure that out either for yourself, but there's a process that I have created that coaches use that would get you in touch with your deeper self for you to come up with those unique things that are really driving you. And that's the other part, which it gets very interesting because it's all for you and it's like you're on your own journey. So to talk about it, there's a lot of tools that I use. I've been trained from Tony Robbins, his six human needs psychology. And basically, I'm trying to give you an example. So let's use one of the example with the client. Let's say you're a real estate syndicator, right? What happens is, I will ask you, at the end of the day, you're trying to make whatever your number is, 5 million or 50 million or 100 million. The driving force behind that is you're trying to get some kind of feeling at the end of it. Either when you will be successful, you want to feel significant to yourself, to your family, community, or maybe you just have a insecurity towards financing where you feel if I don't have X amount of money, life's going to be difficult. If I have X amount of money, I will have freedom. The common freedom thing is if you're earning money, you don't need to worry about working another day. You could be however you want, spend your time, et cetera, et cetera. Now, these are not good or bad things, but everybody is driven by something else. So we have to figure out what you are driven for. Are you trying to get significance? Is that your number one thing where you don't care about a deeper meaning for your work or purpose? It's all about somehow let me make this work. And this is deeper. It's not going to come out right away. Sometimes it might, or it could be the freedom or it could be the security. So once we find out what your blueprint is, then we could shift it. Then you could shift it and be like, well, this is good, but I don't need to really get significance from it. I don't need to raise X amount of dollars or get X amount of apartment complex under belt just to prove it to myself. I'm already worthy of myself. I like doing it and I want to do it, but it's totally disconnected, right? So this is just a very, very simple tool. There's a lot of things that step-by-step step unravel and get your blueprint out. So you could tweak it to then change your mindset and then couple it with the other things that you already know and get a forward momentum. Okay. Well, that's pretty deep. <laughs> but, you know, initially, you know, you talked about, okay, 50% we model from other people. I can see that the importance of who you surround yourself with, right? So is there an example or, you know, ways that you've been intentional about as you're going through this mindset change and you learn these tactics that maybe the people you're hanging around changed? Absolutely. It makes a huge difference. There has been a lot of studies where they say the six people that you're hanging out with, you're their average or your bank account balance is their average, et cetera, et cetera. Because what happens is on a day-to-day -day basis, the kind of information you listen to, whether it's a podcast or read to or kind of people you talk to, that gives you raw material for your brain to work on and come up with new material. So if you are getting the same raw material by hanging with the same people, you're going to get the same exact thoughts, which will then trigger the same exact feelings, which would then keep you in the same action loop, getting the same results, and it will go round and round. But as soon as you start changing that, changing that circle, maybe start reading new kinds of books or 
hanging out with new people, listening to the interviews, going to some events, any of those things, it would be hard to measure in the beginning, but slowly it will create a change in you as well. Nice. But then that 50% that's unique to us, and you mentioned you're looking for a feeling, that feeling after you achieve whatever this is you're looking for right? It takes some time, I guess. You're really going to have to devote some time to thinking about what is it I'm trying to accomplish here? Hopefully, you already have some goals, I guess. And then what is this feeling I'm looking for? And so after we've discovered that, explain that a little bit more. After we've discovered that at the end, we've figured out, okay, what it is we're looking to achieve. Okay, this is why we're doing this because we want financial freedom or whatever it is. Walk me through that again as far as how that helps me change my mindset. Sure. So, To give you an example of a client, after a good amount of work, we discovered that for him to be really important in real estate and be successful because his father was very successful. So he had ingrained that. For me, it's absolutely important to be successful in real estate because, you know, that's how he got it. So for him, that significance part was very important in front of his family and the community to get that. So once you figure that out, then you ask yourself, is that really true? What you are trying to seek? So for example, you are trying to get financial freedom, but what if you're already making a decent living right now? You already have that freedom. You just don't have the clarity on what gives you joy. What is the purpose of your life? What is the meaning? So instead of that, the shortcut is let me try to make more money. That will give me the freedom. Instead of asking yourself, understanding yourself, what makes you happy, what would you like to do, how would you like to support others, and all of those things. So once you uncover those things, then you ask yourself, does that really make sense? Is it really that important to you? Can you change the order of it where, well, I want to do it, but I want to do it so it would really help me grow as a person. I'm terrified of raising capital, but I know that The value is not in getting, it's in becoming somebody else that you know by the time you raise the capital or do a syndication deal. Why don't we approach it as I would be a completely different person because I have faced my fears or I have gone through so many challenges. So you change the mindset like that and also you change the order where, well, for me, yes, making a little more money is very important right now. I don't care about significance or why I'm really seeking this significance. Are there parts of myself that I haven't fully accepted? I'm not at peace and I'm thinking that this would really get me going for it. So it's taking inventory of these things and thinking of these questions to then rewire this thing. And then that's the other 50%. And these were some examples from some clients, but everybody's situation is very unique. And then you would just take actions in a very different way because then your primary drives, your motives have changed. So maybe today, you know, the listener doesn't have the ability to go off and, you know, figure this out right now, right? But we're thinking about these things. Maybe we're going to plan some time the next weekend, something like that. We can get started on some of this. But what are some things they could implement today? Maybe like a daily routine suggestions that you have that maybe help us to change our mindset or just achieve more success as an entrepreneur? Sure. The biggest thing I would say is that most people know their phone's operating system really well, but we don't take the time to understand our own operating system. So number one thing would be, I would suggest anybody to schedule a one hour or two hour window every single week in their calendar 
where they are unreachable. They go to their favorite cafe or a park or their office, anywhere they feel super motivated. They shut all electronic devices off. Just take a pen and paper or something to take notes with and then start asking these questions and think about this and make it in a process where every single week you do it. Then what would happen is before you know two weeks, four weeks, eight weeks have gone by and you would have came up so much material about yourself that you could then ask deeper questions and explore it. And the key to is, is just simple scheduling that two hour block because we are so busy running our businesses and our life that we never take the time to spend and interview ourselves. So I think that one thing could really start things going on. Our guest is Danny Bator. Danny, thanks for being on the show today. Thank you for having me. Impressive to do a show every day. What was it that helped you to see everybody else is doing is not what I want for myself? Because I see so often, you know, it's hard to break that, right? The training that you've had as you're raised, whether it's, you know, raised by specific parents or even just the community that you're in, it's hard to change the mindset from what everybody else is doing. So how did you do that? I think that what I realized early on is that in life you need... You know, in life, we, we were told or grew up to, to have role models. And I learned, I taught myself that to have a, what I call a negative role model. This is what I don't want to be, okay? Now, let me tell you that this may sound like a really negative or not so nice thing to say, but I will say it on my parents. My parents are excellent role models on certain things. I think on parenthood, they, would, they did well, you know, as much as you can expect from parents. Work-wise, always hardworking, still are ethics, you know, ethics in life, integrity in life, hard workers, you know, for sure. My mom is, you know, she's 75 and then she's like, excuse my language, pissed that they had to retire her because, it, you know, as a judge, they retire you at a certain age, you know, if you want it or not. And she hates it, right? She hates the fact that she has to retire. So they're very good on that. But money-wise, handling financials, all of that, they were always the type of mobile model, how not to work, you know, to walk the path in life. By the way, I still don't know who's right and who's wrong, right? And I've managed to uh, collect few of those role models in my life. And, you know, sometimes I ask myself, even in business, I have, uh, you know, people that I've seen and worked with and know closely that I, I always ask myself, what would this person do in this situation? And I think when I tell myself the answer, what I think they would do, I go and do the other thing. I go in a different direction. Exactly, a hundred and he would do this. Okay, I want to. Then I'll go. I'll go in a different direction. I call it the negative role model. What not? And those are not necessarily bad people by any means. They're just not the way I would like to make decisions in life. So I think that kind of drove me. I mean, the, the the fact that I was looking for the solution and looking for an answer nonstop, so to speak, kind of drove me to go in that direction. The actual to pull the trigger. I remember very clearly at one point I told myself, okay, you've been looking at U.S. real estate for almost a year now, attending seminars and reading and finding information as much as you can at the time. Are you going to talk about it? Are you going to walk or talk, right? That was a conversation with myself. And I said, okay, I'm a walker. I'm not a talker. I got to pull the trigger. Otherwise, it's all talk. And that's what kind of drove me because I felt that I'm someone who's, who does and not just talk to, talks about me. And I know it's true, but at the time you don't know yourself that well. I was young enough not to know that, that well. Today I know I'm, I'm someone who pulls the trigger. I appreciate 
Anyway, I can really relate to that as well. And you're talking about the negative role models. I haven't heard anybody say that term before at terminology, call it that. But it's great. Like You want to find role models who are where you want to be, right? And so you can ask lots of people about finances and how to handle them, and everybody's going to give you a different answer. But, you know, is that person where you want to be? Are they walking the walk? And so, you know, I appreciate that. And you had mentioned also when you're talking about your background, you mentioned working with investors at age 30. And I want to clarify, when you were 30 or before you were 30, or you mean your investors were younger than 30? I moved to the States in 2004 because I got very passionate about real estate and started working with, you know, for myself, you know, buying real estate, but also working with other investors. I moved when I was 30 years old. Exactly. And over the years of working with investors, I've noticed that usually the people that come and start thinking about investing are people in their at least the younger ones are in you know in their early thirties. Once in a while, I get the twenty-four or the twenty-six or the below thirty, but they are very rare, very rare. And also, those are not always people who pull the trigger. But the fact that they're already thinking about it—that's impressive. Usually, most of the, the, the investors I work with help them execute. Are I would say. On the wider range, 30 to 50 years old, somewhere around those lines. I don't usually see the mid-20s coming and thinking about investing. Maybe they do and they don't get to us, but you know, I would assume over 15 years and, may, and over interacting with probably close to 12,000, 13,000 investors, not all of them are you know, our clients, but just interacting with them. I don't see someone very you know, very frequently who says, oh, I'm 26 and I'm ready to invest. We hope that you have enjoyed the highlight show today. You can always listen to the full episodes that were featured today by clicking the links in the show notes page in the, in the description box. Let us know in the comments what you thought of this episode, or you can go to lifebridgecapital.com forward slash podcast and click the feedback button. Let us know how we can add more value to you. Thank you and talk to you tomorrow. Thank you for listening to the Real Estate Syndication Show, brought to you by LifeBridge Capital. LifeBridge Capital works with investors nationwide to invest in real estate, while also donating 50% of its profits to assist parents who are committing to adoption. LifeBridge Capital, making a difference, one investor and one child at a time. Connect online at www.lifebridgecapital.com for free material and videos to further your success. 